Hi, this is Christine. In a few moments, you'll meet Karen, and we are the Modern Principal. We're two elementary principals on a quest to redefine the role of leadership in schools and use our voice to steer the new generation of leaders in education, regardless of their formal role. We keep our pod short, sweet, and simple, right to the point, in a bite-sized PD to tackle on your way to or from school each day. This week, we are talking about reading missteps. It is our first of a four-part series, and so we are talking about research versus resources. This pod is brought to you by Just Right Reader. Be sure to check out our mini pod on this very topic. Hey, hey. What's our song? What's our intro song? We haven't done it in so long. <laughs> we haven't recorded at all. <laughs> we kept running into you'll we be shot more tech Technical issues. We've even reached out to a man named Marty to help us with our pod. Has he responded to no. you? No. <laughs> we are willing to pay someone to come in and set up our entire studio so that we don't have to spend hours upon hours. <sighs> Literally, we have it figured out. And then we leave, and the next day we come back, it's all over. Yes. So um, I was going to tell you, a few weeks ago, um, my mom, we hosted a birthday party for her, and so all of her sorority sisters came in town. Or not even in town. They live in town, but, you know, we all can't got together. And so she has a sorority sister whose son is in his first year as, like, basically a dean of students, I think. Oh, nice. And so she's like, well, you need to listen. Like, my sorority sister's daughter does a podcast. You need to listen to it. And so I guess he did it. <laughs> he goes, Mom, I tried to listen to it, but it's basically just two women bantering and talking. Oh! <laughs> and I was like, uh, I guess that's fair. <laughs> Who is this man and what is his name? I mean, I know of one man that loves this podcast and listens every week. And his name is Anthony Heil. And it is my husband. He is legally obligated to support But he does not act you. like he's bored. <laughs> Oh my goodness, that is funny and also offensive. Agreed. <sighs> what have you been up to? You look beautiful today. You look even more beautiful. Rude. <laughs> Christy and I are in our Sundays. We're in it. We're, neither one of us has makeup. Potentially, we're not going to change our clothes from out of bed to back no. to bed. <laughs> Welcome to Sunday. You were home alone this weekend. That's I was. Nice. Yeah, it was really nice just to... Be in the quiet. Uh-huh. Be in the quiet. My husband and I were trying to hang Christmas lights. Oh, is this too much banter for that one individual that listens? That doesn't, the one individual that doesn't listen. He's done. He's done listening. My husband and I were trying to hang Christmas lights today, and I realized why I don't want to hang. Like, one light was broken, and then it wouldn't work, and I just, like, walked inside. I didn't even try. I was just like, I'm done. I'm done. I can't do it. This is why I don't do this stuff. This decoration stuff. <laughs> Chrissy's looking at me like, let's get on with it. Let's get on with it. Let's Rude. get on with it. I think people tune in just for our witty banter, if you ask me. I think a couple people do. Like me and you and my husband? <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Okay, let's jump in. We are launching a month of reading, and by a month, we mean four weeks. It's yes. not a calendar month. And what was really cool about this is it was supposed to start in November, but we just couldn't get our podcast to work, guys. Could not, could not. So we are ready to do it now. We're going to, we are partnering um, with Just Right Reader. Yes, it's a 
company that really focuses on leveled, protected, decodable text. And we actually have an entire mini podcast that we just released along with this one. So check that one out if you want to know more about Just Right Reader. The cool thing about Just Right Reader, not to like redo our whole podcast, but it does have really affordable texts that are organized by decodable skill. And so it is an amazing way if you need to get some books in the hands of your pre-K through third grade teachers that are working on phonics patterns and different things like that. It's a great way to do it. Principles, use those extra funds you have laying around. Awesome. Just tell them the TMP sent you. Yes, ma'am. That's the modern principle. <laughs> Anyways, we were trying to think about what would be a great way to tackle reading because, no, we are not going to have a debate over the best ways no. to teach reading. No, but what we are going to do is we are going to talk about the different missteps that we have taken in our roles as leaders right. um, in reading leadership. I just right. said the words reading and leader and leadership over and over and over it's again. It's like reading leaders, talking about leader readings. <laughs> um, yes, this is true us, because if you listen to anything ever more than one time, guy, you would know... <laughs> <laughs> that we like to be very honest about our mistakes. So this is my 18th year in education. And have I learned a lot about the best ways to teach reading throughout my 18 years? Absolutely. Have I taken some wrong paths and maybe taken some other students and or teachers down a path that wasn't as successful as I wish? Absolutely. Absolutely. We all have. So we're going to talk about, we've actually categorized them into four different quali- qualities, topics, mm-hmm. topics. And so today is research versus resources. Yes. And I think this is definitely something that we've all made mistakes on. So the, what's it, what's it called? Oh, the thesis. I was like, what's it called? The hyperbole? No. (laughs) The thesis statement is a misstep is when you focus more on the resources versus the research. Now let's dive into that. Yes. Um, do you think I should start with a story or do we want to start like with scholar? Oh, tell us, tell us a story. Okay. Light the fire. All right. Story time. So I think I've told this story before, but I can't remember if I've told it on the pod, but I was in a building and I was moving to, um, I don't even want to say the science of reading because I feel like that term kind of gets like a... A name d- around yeah, a connotation. Yeah. And, um, but we were moving to where our interventions needed to be systematically um, phonics-based. And so I thought I was a genius for these interventions. I got, I got this little intervention, my reading specialist and I slash mainly her, put them all together for the teachers because my big thing was like, I do not want teachers to have to plan this. So you got a resource for yeah, teachers. I got a resource for this. them. Uh-huh. Um, the lesson plans were all laid out and I was just really proud because I was like, gosh, they're going to be like so grateful because they're not going to have to actually plan. Everything they need is just like right here in this binder. Oh my gosh. Go. Friendly for teachers. Yes. Yes. So I'm super proud of myself for that. And then we start the interventions and after a few weeks, um, I had teachers who were doing it but some of my strongest and most like onboard teachers for everything were still telling me that they didn't like it and that they it was uncomfortable they didn't have consistency with it and I was like well that's weird that it's like my top people you know what I mean yeah and so digging deeper I realized they didn't have the knowledge of phonics to teach the resource so they did feel uncomfortable they didn't necessarily know how to flow through it or some of the parts probably didn't make sense to them right and so um that's when my school totally did a huge shift to the research and teaching teachers how to teach reading particularly phonics because that was where we were lacking in phonemic awareness yes and it shifted everything 
That's genius. We know, like the National Reading Panel, if you're trying to figure out a great place to start with, resources, research, not resources, for your team and to lead through PD, the National Reading Panel is a great place to start. Um, they reviewed, this is the scholar, adjust my glasses, please. <laughs> they reviewed over 10,000 different reading research studies. And of course, um, they identified and have found the five pillars of reading that we all are very comfortable with. Phonemic awareness, phonics, fluency, reading comprehension, and vocabulary. Um, I think sometimes I have made the mistake that when we introduced a resource that focused on one of those pillars mm -hmm. more than others, that it sent the message. So, for example, yes. we went pretty heavy with balanced literacy and that our readers and writers workshop. So we were really focusing on the best ways to teach comprehension. And that sent the implicit and unintended message to staff that we no longer need to focus on phonemic awareness and phonics. Yep. So 100%. we have to be careful, even if we are focusing on one of those pillars, that when we turn the head towards vocabulary, we don't forget to mention, hey, there are these other four things that have to also continue going. Yes, 100%. Done. Check. And so that's one thing that we recommend that as you are leading um, reading instruction in your building, that you as the principal have to educate yourself and your staff on all five of those pillars, what they are, how you teach them. Um, you need to learn about orthographic mapping and strategies to support teaching the skill systematically. And if you don't know what orthographic mapping is, Google that thing! <laughs> because there is science that says that we do not store words visually solely. Um, That's not the only way we do it. Yep. Nope. And, and it's actually a combination of hearing, seeing, speech, and then all of the ways that it all goes in our brain um, is orthographic mapping. And I know for a hundred percent fact that I have devalued phonemic awareness. Oh, yeah. um, and to the point of like, yes, I knew that like our kindergarten teachers needed to focus on that, but that's kind of where I thought it ended. Yes. And there are so many sub skills and deep skills within phonemic awareness that if your building hasn't really looked at that past pre-K and kindergarten, I would encourage you to do that. Um, David Kilpatrick has a bunch of wonderful resources. Um, and the research. He's literally like the one of the biggest researchers on phonemic awareness. 100%. And so if you read his book, Equipped for Reading Success, you'll get the research, not just the resource. Absolutely. And we, you know, we kind of went backwards with our phonemic awareness approach because I knew it was important in the early literacy grades, and so we found a resource that was better than anything we've ever found. I mean, Hegarty, I don't know if you guys know of it. I'm not, we're not tooting resources, but <laughs> so once we started doing that, we saw kids closing gaps in phonics, and we were like, whoa, whoa. And so then we actually started digging in, like, why is this also helping with phonics? And then Kilpatrick's research emerged. So it is really valuable. And thinking about the breakdown, and this is something that we've made the mistake on too, um, going back to those five pillars, in different grade levels, you need to make sure you're emphasizing the teaching of those at different percentages. Your fourth and fifth grade teachers should not be balancing those pillars in the same way that your kindergarten and first Agreed. grade teachers. Agreed. It time. needs to be based on what the students need. And if you are um, moving in a direction of 
having more focus on phonemic awareness and phonics where maybe you've been lacking that, what you might find is that the first few years of your initiative, you do spend more time on those things Mm -hmm. in the upper grades than you do in the future years after your kids are coming through. I also know that we do have middle and high school teachers here who are listening to us and maybe are like, oh my gosh, this doesn't even apply to me. We don't teach kids reading other than comprehension. And what I'm going to tell you is that you have a lot of kids sitting in your classroom who cannot read. Uh-huh. They cannot read it, and you guys know it. Um, and so if you have kids who have missed phonics and phonemic awareness in the early grades, you can still teach them that. There, there used to be kind of a conception that if kids didn't have it by the time they got to middle third, and high school, or third, yeah, grade. Even third grade, that they just wouldn't, and you just focus on comp. That's no longer what... The science is saying, the science is saying that you have to provide them phonemic awareness and phonics. In one of our later pods, too, we'll talk about different, like, ways that we have misstepped in, like, assessing reading and those kind of things. But, so tune into that because that will help you identify some different gaps. Just really make sure you expand the way you measure kids' reading because one computerized reading assessment isn't going to necessarily give you the diagnostic info on where to go. Absolutely. Um, The reason we really do emphasize research over resources is to avoid kind of that pendulum swing because you do need to learn. We're at a place right now that my third and fourth graders need to spend a lot of time learning different phonics approaches because of COVID and the different skills that they're needing to go back and fill but they have already cemented some of those skills on reading comprehension that they're just keep that wheel turning. And so the importance is that we've studied why we have to teach comprehension in a certain way or phonics in a certain way, that no matter what you're focusing on, they know how to keep that going. And we all know efficacy is a huge hattie. Ding, ding, ding. Mm-hmm. That it's over, um, kids can make up over two years of learning loss if all of the teachers know the strategies that impact. And believe in them. And believe that they can change this or they can get kids to the next level of reading. So, my voice just died. <laughs> so excited about reading. So, basically, our big takeaway from today is just to please make sure that you are focusing on the research over the resource, making sure that you are educating yourself as a leader. It's very hard to lead an initiative that you don't know much about. Um, And then to make sure that you fill in those gaps for your staff as well. Yeah, and I think the big caution that this is the soul side, but a lot of times teaching the research um, feels like it's a very slow and tedious process, Mm -hmm. and it doesn't always feel like you're moving the needle. Because you're not giving, teachers don't have a thing to take right back into their classroom right then and there and do. But it's, with in terms of reading, it is going to be a while. Yep, it takes a while to move an entire school and an entire district. Into, into the a, same understanding. Yeah, and, and into a continuum of knowledge that works for kids. So The other thing, we still have 13 minutes. You're trying to wrap us up. It's only been 13 minutes. <laughs> Good gosh. Goodness gracious. I was just going to say, as administrators, it is really important that you are knowledgeable not only to guide your staff, but you do need to be an advocate at the district level. Mm-hmm. Um, we have adopted resources that I don't, what I know now, I would never have recommended the adoption yeah. of those resources um, because it moved us in the wrong direction or it emphasized parts that didn't need to be emphasized. That's a good point, too. Um, and. The biggest thing for me right now is thinking about, as a district, are we all teaching reading in the same way? 
I mean, that's a great question to ask yourself. As a building, are you? And yeah. then if, the, if your building are, as a district, are you? Because that is what kids deserve no matter where their house is in, within mm. your district. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. To be taught reading in a way that research supports. So as a leader, um, whether you're a classroom leader that works on um, committees or curriculum writing teams or a building leader, make sure you are advocating for the right resources at the district level. That is right. Are you ready to be done? Now? I don't have too much more to add. I feel like we've hit all of our bullets. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. From the desk of the modern principal, from David Kilpatrick, mm-hmm. the man himself, the he man. says, We teach reading in a variety of different ways, but students learn to read proficiently in only one way. Boom. <laughs> Boom. Mike drop. All right. Thanks for joining us today. Be sure to subscribe to our pod to receive them as soon as they drop and follow us on Instagram.